Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. By the way, Greg, very happy to be the official third co-host of the show. Thank you for uh, wanting me on board with Wayne. I appreciate it. He me didn't want too. You Welcome. <laughs> oh, boy. What, well, Wayne? That was so exciting. Nothing. Nothing. I didn't say anything. You freaking Jamie Hapery looking <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> well, I was trying to think if I said that as a joke or something, just because that sounds like my brand of sarcasm, but I don't recall saying it. So I think he's full of shit. That's why his eyes are brown. <laughs> my eyes are blue. Thank you very I, much. You think I can fucking see that from here? Okay, thank you. Fine. Um, I retract my statement, but still, I'm a Moonanite. I do whatever I want to whomever I want at all times, and I smoke as I shoot the bird. And I'm doing this as hard as I possibly can right now. you! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Red Cell Review. Hey, Lou. Hi, Wayne. What's up? Nothing much. Why am I here? I don't know. Hey, Greg. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Lou. Hi, Greg. Hey, Lou. Hi, Wayne. Hey, Greg. Hello. Hey, what happened to Nate? He hasn't been on in a while, has he? Um... I believe he wasn't accosted by a soccer player that had a very familiar name. David Beckham? <laughs> actually, actually, no, it's Wayne Noon. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Greg is right. There is a soccer player. Although I, I looked it up again the other day, and he wasn't a soccer player. He was a cricket player. But I swear to God it was a soccer player with my exact name, middle name too, my whole name, and birthday. That's I'm going to do a research uh, on that again and, and find that guy, because I know he's out there. I've seen mm. it. Mandela effect. Anyway, no. <laughs> but, uh, no, Lou? just an illegitimate brother from yeah. his father's time in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a good meal in the Navy? Sorry. My father never went to England, though, so that's kind of strange. But, uh, Lou, that welcome to you the... know of. That I know of, that's right. to hide a child. Out of wedlock, you wouldn't tell everyone. I went to England <laughs> and bothered a bastard child. You say you went to the Soviet Union or fucking Italy, not France, because France sucks. But anyway. You know. <laughs> Give my love to Vladimir. My yes. father does not fly an airplane, so that's another issue. So I don't see him being over there. But anyway. I'm trying to create whimsy. Jesus here. Christ. Roll with <laughs> no, I'm trying to put realism into this and tell you the truth. And, uh, We're keeping it 100. Keep, yeah, we are. And the one thing I want to keep 100 is you have officially 
joined Red Cell Review. I tip my hat to you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Really happy to be on board. And uh, I actually uh, got a nice uh, text yesterday from Nate, wished me well, said that I'm... Are you uh, serious? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like, you know, he said, I wish you well. And, you know, he's like, I think you're a good fit for them. And, you know, you're going to do very well. And I wished him the best with his band. And, you know... It it ended very nicely and civilly. So Nate, publicly, I say thank you and uh, wish you all the best, bud. Well, that's very cool Good, of him. Cool. But uh, I got a song for him. Oh Jesus Christ! Not my Ooh, I didn't love him. Whoa, whoa. I, I wanted the chorus to play twice, but I guess I picked it in the wrong spot. But you get the idea. Goodbye to you, Nate. I, that just gave me an. Uh an idea for when he might come on and do a guest spot. <laughs> we, <clears throat> we introduce him and then we immediately play the cars. You're all I've got tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, well, Nate, just messing with you. But, yeah, no, I, we don't like Nate, but uh, no, we, we appreciate <laughs> all <of> the, <laughs> We appreciate Nate being on the show, but you know, things happen and um, you know, I, the show, I want the show to continue and uh, you know, it it is what it is, and uh, we do shows with Lou on and off anyway. So it's it was it, it made more sense to ask Lou to be the to take over for Nate anyway. So and just luckily, Lou, you said yes. So here we are. Very happy to do it. And music is life is still a podcast on Ratsal Review Network. So that it is. subscribe to both. <laughs> yes, that's right. Subscribe yes. to both. And uh, I was listening to your uh, latest episode today. Mm-hmm. And boy, <laughs> do you have a crush on me or something? What the hell's going on? <laughs> oh, Wayne, you're all I've got tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, uh, we do have a new sponsor, Lou. We do. Yeah, we do have a sponsor. Oh, my God. Who do we yeah. knock out? Be Who? king of your kitchen with uh, Crestfield wax paper. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, Lou, do you want to read the ad? Go to the, no, go to the, no, go to the no. chat. And I, okay. I put the link up there and you can read everything for our new sponsor. I don't believe it. Okay, I'm in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Chew. <laughs> yeah, your favorite. You use Blue Chew all the time. Never needed it. Never will need it. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, we will. Do, we we do not have any advertisements on this show. Not yet, anyway. I was going to say, what is it like bubble gum or something? <laughs> oh, <laughs> which, <laughs> it's basically the 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 chewable version of Viagra. And uh, apparently, uh. if you listen to the House of Hardcore with Tommy Dreamer, or um, what happened when with uh, Tony Schiavone, formerly of WCW, now of AEW, they are both sponsored by Blue Chews. So, mm. yeah. and uh, Eric, Eric Adams from Beyond Bushido said, "Hey man, you should get a subscribe, yeah, a, a, a paid advertising from um, from Blue Chews." I'm like, "I don't use Blue Chews," and he showed me a clip. He's like, "Your friends use Blue Chews." I'm like, "I can't relate to Blue Chews, anyways." <laughs> But yeah, you mentioned that. Wayne, show, get us so a deal funny. with a hemorrhoid cream. I'll be suffering guy number one. Oh, the pain, the humility. Will I never be able to sit down comfortably again? 
<laughs> and then Lou can be a relief guy, number one. Oh, what a relief. This is great. I'm going to do the podcast. <laughs> Ever since I found the hemorrhoid donut, I've been doing a great job in my hosting duties. <laughs> I will look up some uh, advertisements, something like that. That would be very funny to do. But uh, yeah, maybe one day. I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah I, was, I was listening to your show, and you did a very good imitation of Dusty Rhodes, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. You know, this is the mothership of the Rathal Review Network. The Rathal Review Show with Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle, Daddy. If you will, the greatest trio of podcasting ever, ever. <laughs> pretty damn good. Yeah, thank pretty you. Good. I thought Dusty Rhodes was right here. But, uh, yeah. Well, so, I, I think I had two less chins than him. Sorry, Dusty. Rest in peace. <laughs> That you do, you do have that over him, but uh, and you look better than his statue that they made of him as well. Oh, you God, see that I, thing? I, I forgot what it looked like, but I remember seeing it and go, God damn, poor Dusty. Look, look nothing like uh, it. It looks pretty damn bad. I mean, <laughs> even by <clears throat> they don't always get it right with statues, but they at least get close. This is this is bad, Lou. You should really look up a picture of it. Hold on a second. Give me a second. I'll take a look real quick. Oh, it was so terrible. Well, why are you doing that? Uh, yeah, please, everybody, go check out the new Music is Life podcast. Oh, and, and then you mentioned about your daughter as well, who got her surgery on her uh, thumb, trigger thumb. So, yes. glad to hear everything is uh, good with that now. Jesus trigger Christ, thumb. that's not... What happened? She shoot Mr. Burns? No, but <laughs> no, but she should shoot the guy that made this Dusty Road statue. This is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Greg. No, um, so uh, basically, what I said in the last episode, why I said the name of the show "Music Is Life" actually has real meaning for me, is because you know, as I've told you, as as I mentioned before, that my wife is a piano player and a music teacher, and she's the one that noticed that Anna didn't have full range of motion on her right thumb it was just by some freak thing right before christmas so she called the orthopedic and the orthopedic doctor did an x-ray on her hand and said that she has a trigger thumb which is basically the tendon is keeping the thumb from opening all the way and she asked me how did you notice this i said i didn't my wife did because she's a piano player and she was telling me you know how many times things like this actually slip under the radar and you know, parents don't know this until the kids reach the ages of a little older than three up until they're eight. And by then, it's like it's harder to do the surgery than you would if you were my daughter's age, which is two and a half. So, you know, and she's already got full range of motion of the right thumb. She doesn't even need um, occupational therapy. So, oh, wow. you know, um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, we we probably wouldn't have noticed it if my, if we weren't musicians ourselves. So, mm. Yeah, oh, I'm good. I'm glad everything went well. Yeah, Thanks. I, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. And then when you need a taxi, she'll be helping you out. Taxi? I'm an Uber driver as That's well. That's true, too. You are an Uber driver, so how stupid of me am I? Anyway, uh, Greg, Don't everything... She's paying me. I'm paying her for school tuition. <laughs> everything all right with you, Greg? Anything new? No, not really. Just doing my raffles, you know. Yeah, you got a you got a nice raffle with the uh, two Iron Maiden albums I saw the other day. Oh yeah, that's going. I did an Elton John one today and the uh, Quiet Riot. Very cool. Very cool. I'm anybody wants all my stuff? Yeah. Can anybody join that group? 
Yes, Wicked Sweet Vinyl Waffles, if you're in the United States, would probably be the best one for you. And then there's also Raffle Crate, which is an international group, so it's a little bit more expensive, but there's a lot more variety. Yeah, very cool. Check that out. I had to get out of those because I see too many things that I want, and I'm just spending money, and it's it's too much for me. Well, most people don't buy 10 slots at a time. I know. Yeah, some people but are crazy. Some yes. people can do that, and yeah, yeah. But I win fairly well. often. I yeah. won all four of Pantera's first albums on there. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's next on my uh, look for list. Maybe I'll find <laughs> it on that website Probably that you recommended. That stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, a couple of them skyrocketed up in price recently. Uh, people are paying three hundred and fifty bucks for "I Am the Night" with the fan club insert right now. You know, they all came with it. I I know not all of them still have it, but I don't ever remember that costing that much in past years. But I think I know the reason why it might be costing that much, because Rex Brown admitted in an interview that there's no plans to ever re-release those on a major label. He said, whatever's out there is all you're going to get. And, you know, the moment you hear something like that, boom, everything skyrockets in price. That's true. This predated that but yeah i suppose that could be why people are paying it <laughs> yeah but it's yeah. funny though but you know not not to deviate but he was also talking mad shit about uh terrence uh terrence lee is that the original pantera lead singer yes mm-hmm. terry glaze i friended terry glaze Please sorry, accept yeah. so we can interview you because he I did really want to yeah huh no I, oh, I want oh. Him to. He's th- oh I think he still it. hasn't yet Okay. But I did friend request him, and I hope he does because I would very much like to talk to Terry Blaze. Yeah, yeah. After I read like what you just brought up, Lou, uh, I read that as well, and uh, I would like to hear what Terry Glaze has to say about that time that he spent in Pantera. You know, because it seems like they enjoyed that period. They did it for so long, you know, mm-hmm. and so they can't just you know. I just think it's. Aside, but... I just think it's funny because, like you know. Phil will always be the one to praise the era of Pantera that he was in, and rightly so. Course, yeah. But Rex was the <clears> one that was... Wrong. <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot. Greg yeah. is not a fan of the Phil Anselmo era. Um, no. But, you know, Rex, on the other hand, has been around since the beginning. The original four Pantera albums, not to take yeah. away anything from them. And he has no kind words for Mr. Terry Glaze. Yeah, none whatsoever. No, nope. so I'd like to know how that whole thing ended. You know, very interesting. Um, also, one other thing, and, and we were mentioning it in. The, or I don't know if you brought it up or Nate brought it up in our other chat, uh, Greg. Uh, and it's not metal related whatsoever. But I, I oh. had listened to this band like a long time ago when they first came out. Daft Punk. You ever, you know who they are, right, Lou? Around the world, exactly. around. Yeah, up all night to get lucky. That's the only song I know, and it's because uh, it reminded me of Prince, the band that resurrected the career of Mr. Nile Rogers. Yeah, they are now gone and over with. They made an interesting video. I don't know. Did you see like the video that said no. it was the end? Yeah. I did. It, it it was interesting, and and they were pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're not yeah. metal or rock, but well, they had some rocking songs. I mean, there was uh, you know, I like the stuff they did for the Tron Legacy soundtrack. I like uh, was I I don't know if the song is called 
Body Rock. No, that that's a freaking Moby song. Never mind. I don't mean to. Sorry, Dab Punk. Didn't mean to insult you. Um, wow. Well, anyways, um, no, I mean, Dab Punk have a lot of songs that I enjoy, but honestly, like, there's nothing going on in the world of music right now. I'm just like, if they were going to retire, they should have done it when the impact would have been greater than what it is. Because exactly. you, you, you telling me Dab Punk broke up, it's like, Okay, yeah. we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's no live shows. Who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. And you think they would have did it more in like a maybe a, some kind of extravagant way because you know they could have did something online. They could have did a live show and because in the video, one of the guys blew up. <laughs> they just exploded. Oh, so he is a former member of Spinal Tap then? Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, that's how it ended. But uh, you, you think they would have? Oops. You think they would have did something more creative and maybe did a show and then did something at the end? But whatever. It, it, eh. it is what it is. I never went beyond the first album. You know, that it, it was that was enough for me. Oh, I think. Well, I'll, I'll miss them. Like I said, they had some good songs. It's just weird hearing a lot of them in strip clubs in Long Island City growing up. But I digress. <laughs> well, this show's not about strip clubs or Daft Punk. Or anything else. Today, we're going to talk about some albums from uh, my recent purchases. Uh, Soil Work, a band I just got into. I heard one of this, uh, a song popped up on uh, Amazon Music. I can't remember what the hell the name it was. I have it written down my notes somewhere. doesn't matter right this second. Really enjoyed that song, and I had to look more into the band. And these two albums were on sale on a website that I found, Laser, I think it was Laserdisc.com or something. Or Laser's Edge or something like that. So they had a whole bunch of stuff on sale. These two albums were on sale. The uh, I cannot pronounce the name of this album. The latest one starts with a V. Verla Heighten, I think. I don't know. I don't know what that's called. But then the Ride Majestic is the other one. So it's the last two albums that they had released. So five bucks, I couldn't go wrong. No, definitely not. No. And in honor of the fact that we are covering a band from Sweden, I am representing Sweden tonight. <laughs> and for any of you who find them up as offensive, go fuck yourselves. Oh my god, that, that's that's another thing. I mean, did you both see that bullshit with Disney putting a disclaimer up? <sighs> well, Disney I find is Dis- like one step away from being the Third Reich, so I'm, I'm not a hundred percent shocked. But seriously, you you fired Gina Carano. Now you might possibly fire Rosario Dawson, and then you're making us say then then you're saying that the Muppets are offensive. What yeah, the just... vert the furk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just boggles my mind. I'm just so afraid <laughs> of this world now. I, I don't want to live in it anymore. Oh my god! I, I just think that uh, Mickey's going to turn into a gigantic kaiju like on South Park and just destroy everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh. Things get back to somewhat normal eventually. All this nonsense yeah. got to stop. I agree. Stop the insanity. The Muppets remind me of the mistake I made uh, about two weeks ago, though. It was this Judas Priest tribute album. I did not remember Jericho's band. So when I was looking at the track listing, I said, what kind of bug-fuck crazy producer decided to get Fozzie the Bear to sing Metal Gods? (laughs) (laughs) No, bro. Fozzie, you know, Y2J. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, they were they were called. Hear me Foz- out would be cooler with uh, Fozzie the Bear. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah, uh-huh. Waka waka. 
Why did the chicken head out to the highway? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny that Fozzie originally were called Fozzie Osborne at one point. Right. They were. Yeah. Well, he definitely made a good stylistic choice change there. That uh, Fozzie Osborne's a little stupid. It is stupid, but a little stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really stupid. But I figured you guys might like Jericho. But no, I think it's. Uh, I, I, oh, fuck I, it, it's retarded. Whatever. I'm obje- Come at me, bro. <laughs> I am objective when it comes to uh, Chris Jericho. When he does good, I'll say he does good. Right. When he doesn't, I will call him hot on it. Right. And right now he's kind of all over the place. But this isn't a wrestling show. We need Eric Adams for that. Yes. Oh, by the way, Wayne, it's Verk, Verklich, Verklichheten, but in English, it's pronounced the reality. Oh, okay. It, that's the, that's the um, definition of it. All right, we can do that then. I'll put that down on my notes here. But anyway, uh, we'll get right into The Ride Majestic, which is uh, released in 2015. Mm-hmm. It's the 10th studio album. The last to feature uh, Dirk, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Dirk Verber, <laughs> Dick Verberin. The drummer in Megadeth. Thank you. The the new drummer in Megadeth. Um, So that's his last album. Also, longtime bassist Olaf Flink. That's an easier name to to, uh, pronounce. He left the band as well. And new bassist Mark uh, Mark Sue Wibbaum. Please, people, make some real names here. Yeah, really. Hey, Kelly hey. Frost and Corner had the decency to use stage names. I know, right? Come on. Warrior, Reed St. Mark. I mean, come on. You know those weren't their real names. Yeah. Wait, they weren't? Well, Martin Ains was, I yeah. think. But, yeah. But anyway. But, but uh, Tommy that... T. Barron, Marky Marky, obviously not real. Right. Yeah. Yes, and the funky bunch were not that funky. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> but anyway, the new bassist was credited on the album, but he did what? <laughs> he did not play on it. All right. So this is like I said earlier. I heard that one single, and I got so entranced in you know that's one single. I had to go find the uh, some albums to buy, and, and I found these two. And um, I'm going to say right now, I really enjoy this band a lot. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go and search out all the other albums because uh, I, I I like this style. I don't like death metal, you know. I don't like the growling type stuff, but I like it when they do it like this. When it's got the growling and then it's got the clean vocals going on, and I like the double bass drums and you know all that crazy uh, progressive type stuff. And this band actually does all that stuff, and uh, it's just it's awesome to me. If that's the case, I suggest you start with Natural Born Chaos because there's a lot more dichotomy between um, growl and clean vocals. They showed traces of clean vocals on the previous album, A Predator's Portrait, but not as much as they would on Natural Born Chaos. And I think Chain Heart Machine was the last solo work album to have all death vocals. Oh, really? All right. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge solo work fan, so like I'm... Oh, really? I had no idea. I knew you knew them, but I didn't know you... You know, knew them that well. Natural Born Chaos is actually one of my top five favorite metal CDs of all time. So, mm. very interesting. Mm. Now, now, Greg, I know you don't have a kind of similar experience with soil work. I know you still listen to them at some point, though. Uh, buddies of mine were real into them in high school. I never really, um, <clears throat> you know, outright hated it or thought they sucked. It's just there were other melodic death metal bands if you want to call it that that i liked much much better and 
they just kind of bored me a little bit and i really hadn't listened to them until you sent me these two and picked mm-hmm. them well what the mm-hmm. hell were you listening to that was better than this at that time i, I can't even think hey, here here's my what what other bands were better than this Fear Factory was still producing. Oh, I love albums. Fear Factory. Napalm but I don't... Death was still yeah. around. Obituary. Um, but no, you, you want a good melodic metal yeah. example of someone yeah. that was progressive? Yeah. Martyr with Dan Mongrain, who's now in Voivod. They were spectacular. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And, um, I, and it was, <clears throat> well, not to get down on the guys in soil work at all because they're not bad musicians. I'm not a big fan of how these songs are composed on here, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but Martyr's just like more dynamic. It's a fuck. I might as well talk about it now. Why not, right? Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the, the second one with the Swedish title I actually liked um, better because it had a little bit more of a uh, classic heavy metal sensibility in the metal line, <clears throat> in the melody lines and the chords and shit like that. And, um, I think it was a little more distinctive and a little bit more catchy. But the ride, Majestic, um, there seem to be three basic song templates that alternate between the growling vocals, the clean, and then back. One's mid-tempo, one's faster, and one's slower. And they just seem to alternate throughout them for out all 15 songs. And while there's parts I thought were cool, it just, it really, I couldn't get into it. It kind of bored me overall. It sounded like one long song for large strikes of it. Except for, I think it was tracks four and five stood out to me. I just can't remember the names because I don't have the CD. And enemies and fidelity and four and five, you said? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, God, I, I hate when I use these weird fonts. You can't read pet, pitch, uh, and then and, and when you can't read the words either, it makes it even yeah. worse. <laughs> Something by sulfur. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, and <laughs> enemies in reality, I thought was the best song on it. But those were really it's the like only infidelity. two on here. Uh, that's a Nevermore yeah. album. Yeah, <laughs> that's enemies of reality. But yes, yeah. but uh, yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you a little bit. But I don't know. Maybe this album is a concept album because I I do agree with you how things do sound very similar with the songs, and. Um, so maybe that's why, because it is a concept album, so the songs kind of had to be similar to each other. I don't know. I didn't really look that much into this album. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son is a concept album, and none of those songs sound the same. I don't think that's a concept album. I don't actually. Think I think it even Maiden concept. said it wasn't a concept album. They tried to base it around depends a concept. on which member you talk to. Bruce still <laughs> considers it a concept album, this, even this though is true. no, it is not a full concept album. And, and yeah. we know. And we know Bruce is the most opinionated member of Maiden, but we also know it's Harris's band. Right. Yes. Exactly. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Maybe that it could be. I really have to look more into that. Uh, but it, it probably isn't. Well, but, I, uh, I kind of agree with what uh, Greg is saying. I mean, you know, if you think about it, Soil Work came from... Uh, they were around along with bands like In Flames and Gardenian right. and Nightingales. They were, you know... I guess you could call it the second wave of melodic Swedish death metal, or as you call what At The Gates started, At The Gates core. And then you got to think about the time that they were really popular was a long American band such as um, Kill Switch Engage and God Forbid and Shadows Fall, Unearth, and things like that. So um, in terms of 
the way soil worked, the way they evolved, kind of having that screamy verse, melodic chorus. I hate to say it, but it's 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 the formulaic template mm. for what a lot of these bands did. Right. Which is why as a fan of soil work, both these albums hurt me. <laughs> really? really did. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and it pains me to say that because I love soil work. I remember the first time I heard about them, I was at um I was actually at um Lamore in Brooklyn with uh, my buddy Jay. We went to go see In Flames. And the opening acts were get this, Walls of Jericho, Skin Lab, and Earth Crisis. <laughs> Jeez. Which is not an odd... A whole uh, lot of suck for your buck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't as odd as a concert I saw the following year, which was, God forbid, Nile, Vision of Disorder, and Cradle of Filth. Well, that's like, weird. Yeah. That was a pretty weird... Uh, anyways, so I, I ended up running into one of my old college radio reps there. And I told them, yeah, I'm really excited cause, uh, to see In Flames because, you know, I was a really big fan of the Colony album. And he said, well, if you like In Flames, you'll love Soil Work. I'm like, who's Soil Work? Never heard of them. And he uh, ripped me a copy of the Chain Heart Machine. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, to me, it was better than everything else that had either come out of Sweden at the time or anything that else that was around at the time in general. Because I had been a fan of, like, the... 90s wave of black metal for a while like i knew known about cradle of Filth since like 96 before uh cruelty and the beast came out and i knew about demo Borgir's uh back when um uh storm blast came out mm -hmm. so when i heard soil work it was like wow they got the melody they got the aggression they got the speed they got the musicianship right. so it's like as a fan of like different subgenres of metal it really spoke to me so that's why, like, you know, when Natural Born Chaos came out, I was like, wow, they, they reached they reached that pinnacle of greatness with it. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me sounding fickle, and I don't mean to, because, like I said, I do love the band still. I respect them. But let's face it. It's the Speed Strid band at this point. He's the only <laughs> member left from the original lineup. Oh, yeah. And, okay. uh, yeah. And, um, hey, listen, he, as far as I'm concerned... Whether I like it or not, he earned the right to do whatever the hell he wants with it. You know, God bless him. You know, do do your thing. But, you know, I guess the 19-year-old in me that was a, a fan of Soul Work the first time I heard them, I guess I was just expecting, uh, hoping for a little bit more. Yeah. I should have I I prefaced that the 19-year-old <laughs> fan that I was, not the 19-year-old in me, okay? I, 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 I retract <laughs> that statement from the record. <laughs> We're taking the wrong way. But, uh, yeah, well, now that you, you say all that, uh, I'm really interested now to get to the older albums, because if there's better stuff than this, and, you know, that, that kind of excites me to hear that stuff more, you know? Because mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed these. And um, I like, even though, like Greg says, there is a lot of similarities with a lot of these songs, I really do like this album a lot. Although on my first listen, I thought this thing just went on and on and on forever. And I just kept waiting for the last song to just, you know, for this whole album to end. I was just like, why is it so long? And then Thank finding out it's like 50 minutes. My point. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on the second to third listen, it got shorter because I got to know the songs a little bit better. And then I, 
I would hear songs that I would want to hear again. And then when it got up to those songs, you know, I was excited to hear them again. And then the album didn't seem as long as it seemed the first time. So it it just always has to do with at the moment that you're listening to it, you know. And that's I think that's what happened with me. I was listening to it at work and just, you know, it, it was just kind of background music at the first time, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Same here. Yeah. But I do love the album. I mean, there's a lot of really cool songs, um, like The Ride Majestic, uh, A Light in the Aftermath, I really liked, Death in General. Uh, that's my second favorite song. First favorite song, Father and Son Watching the World Go Down. I think that's just that's my favorite song in general, just in, in any band right at this moment. I don't know what it is, just there's a lot of really cool melodic stuff going on, especially with his vocals. I love that shit. Uh, and even in the verses where it's just him and the drums doing, you know, the vocals and the drums together. I love that part. And then at lead up part to the, uh, to the chorus, that's really catchy. And then the chorus is just fucking catchy on its own. And I don't know, just, just a lot of shit that I like that's in this song. It just makes this song awesome to me. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit of like, kind of like uh, Evergrey a little bit, some kind of uh, maybe some earlier dream theater a little bit, you know, not dream theater, obviously, but Maybe like a heavier, darker Dream Theater, I guess. Yeah, the progressive stylings are definitely there. Right, they're all that's all there. So that's what just makes it reminds me of that period of, of time, like the early mid nineties or whatever, when those bands were kind of you know pretty not like they are now. They're like, they're more progressive back then, you know. And it was taking me back to that time, and uh, I just I just love that song. And uh, yeah, so the, the album's really cool. I mean. I, I really have no problems with it. I'm, I'm going to listen to this a few more times, and you know, it's going to. I'm going to put some of these songs on my playlists, and yeah, I, I enjoy the album a lot. The Ride Majestic. Uh, what about you, Lou? I mean, you said you don't really. I mean, you know, you like the older stuff. Well, so. as a, well, I mean, to be objective, I would have to say if I had to choose between the two albums, although there are songs I like more on the one with the name that I can't pronounce. Um, I forgot what you even said it was. What was it called again? What was the English version? Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'll just say real quick. The Reality. Reality. Yes, that's right. Um, I'd have to say, even though there were songs on there that I preferred, I thought The Ride Majestic was the better of the two as far as an album. Yeah. Um, My favorite songs, I'd have to say, are um, the title track itself, Ride Majestic, World of Pain and All Along Echoing Paths, mm. followed by the two tracks that were, I think, on the digital release oh, the only. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes, uh, Of Hollow Dreams and Ghosts and Thunder. So mm. I would say those are probably my five favorite tracks on them. And I like, you know, the melodies are there, the choruses are great, but again, it's just kind of formulaic. Like, mm. Uh, for me, it's like, okay, I don't just want, like, a bouncy riff. I don't want a sing-along chorus. Oh. I, I as, as, as a music fan, also want some substance in the verses. Right. And I just felt like the ones that kind of lost me on both albums, I don't maybe it's me. Maybe I just didn't get it. Maybe I was just hoping too much. Because, mm. like, like I said, like, like if, if I were to say what my three favorite soul work albums are, I would say Natural Born Chaos, Figure Number Five, Predator's Portrait, and then at four I would say Chain Harm Machine, Five Sworn to a Great Divide. Those are my benchmark for uh, soil work. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, I'm I'm 
it's it's just it's not a bad album. Like I'm sure if I never heard those albums first, like you, Wayne, mm. um, I would probably love this album a lot more. But I guess it's just because, like Greg, uh, you know, would probably agree with like you know you've heard this so many times that after a while it just becomes very you know meh really, mm. but. Again, you know, much love and respect for the band and their legacy. You know, as far as I'm concerned, anyone that's had five consistently good albums, I mean, really, what more can you hope for? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've been around for a long time. So, I mean, where, where, where could they really go? You know, they, at some point in their career, they have to change at least slightly, you know? Yeah, and, you know, people change. You're not the same person at 40 that you were at 20. Huh. So, you okay. know, I like, like I said, uh, Bjorn is his real name, but Speedstrid, the lead singer, has he's entitled to do whatever he wants. As far as I'm concerned, he earned that right. So, yeah. you know, and he has his cult of fans that will buy everything. Although I do think it's unfortunate that Ride Majestic was the last soil work album to actually chart on the Billboard Top 200. Oh, really? Yeah. And meanwhile, I thought that the, the previous album. Actually, it was the highest charting soul work album, but you know, I was just like, yeah, you can't have that many fans illegally download. I'm sure there's some people. I wish there were some people out there that actually bought it. You know, mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's also that period of time. I mean, 2015. I guess that that's like that was a big thing back then too. That was really, uh, you know, like illegal downloading was like huge. I mean, Greg does it all the time, but 2015. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't uh download illegal downloads people understand this is why bands disappear all right this is why daft punk broke up because you downloaded their albums illegally you have to buy the stuff or they will disappear they will explode did you really have desert to, did you really have to bring daft punk into the conversation <laughs> we're talking about fucking soil work it was the, the most recent thing I could think of. Uh, Greg, anything else about the Ride Majestic you want to talk about? Nope. Great. Great. Well, uh, other than you guys say sing along choruses, but I can't distinguish the lyrics from one to the next. Oh well. Yeah. We won't go there. But I don't, I, I just like the melodies of how the clean vocals are. Not, like I, like like Lou was saying that if this was new to him. It would feel different, just like if it was me. This is the first time I really got into this band, and I really don't listen to styles like this. So it's kind of new to me in a way. Even though some bands I listen to sound similar to this, but not like what I don't know. They just do it. I, I like how they do it. Anyway, next album, the Eleventh Studio album. What was the name of it again? The, <laughs> the English, yes, the English translation. Yeah. <laughs> Released in 2019, Nuclear Blast. Uh, first album with new drummer Bastian Thuzgard. Uh, it's also the first album to have the longest gap between studio albums. Guess how many years between the Four. studio albums? You're wrong. Four. You're wrong. Three and a half long years. That is pretty long for soil work. At one point, they were putting out an album a year. Well, that's insane. But saying three and a half years is so long. Like, come on. You can't wait three and a half years. You think there was people dying like, oh my god, I haven't heard Soil work in a year. I need a new album. That's how I felt yesterday. I don't know. You're the guys that like them. <laughs> the hell are you asking me for? Well, it's still new to me. You know, I got a whole, I got a whole, what, I got nine more albums to go through. 
I'll be honest with you. When I started falling out with, with them was when they were on OzFest 2005. That album, I was not a fan of. Stabbing the Drama. It was them. I felt like that was them trying to go the the popular metal route at the time. You know, 2005 was still like right at the at the death toll of new metal. Yeah. And I remember seeing that album. That album was like all over everything. Yeah, I was not. I, a yeah, fan. That, album was. Was everywhere. Yeah. that I definitely remember seeing. But uh, the, that was really what turned me off of them, actually. But let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Joutson from Amorphous and Dave Sheldon, who was also the bassist in Annihilator from 2008 and 2010. He was on uh, Live at Masters of Rock album, the uh, Annihilator album. Uh, they are both on this album as guest vocalists. The last two songs, I believe. But, uh, and this... uh, Aly- Alyssa White Gluz from um, uh, uh, Arch Enemy is also. Uh, that was a bonus track. Shit about her. Who was the first person you said? Uh... Tommy from Amorphous. <laughs> yeah. Amorphous, okay. That's a, it, it it crackled when you said oh, it, but I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Not a fan of Arch Enemy, Greg. No, more so her and her business practices, but no, I don't like Arch Enemy. Mm. I like her blue hair. She's got nice blue hair. That's uh that's cookie cutter teen metal there. <laughs> well she is dating Doyle of the Misfits, so Oh really? Yeah. I think she's the one that converted him to veganism. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Silly. Hey, so silly. that's whatever. I respect people's choices that way as long as they're I don't, not thrown at As do place. I. I don't respect anybody's choices. But anyway. <laughs> well, you will if I get Tom Warrior on here. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'll be good for Tom Warrior. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I like this album. We were dis- discussing this a little bit earlier. Uh, this one's a lot more accessible, I think, to um, anybody, really. I mean, if you're, obviously you have to be in the middle to listen to this. Because I, I play this at work, and the girl worked next to me. Thank God, when I turned, when I was getting ready to leave, she's like, thank God you turned it off. you know. So she does, she's not going to get into this. But uh, if you're into metal, and you're not into like a heavy, you know, screaming, death metal type stuff, you'll, you, I think you would like this. This is a, a lot of progressive stuff in here. It's a little bit lighter. Um... So give give it a try, but uh, again, I, it's very catchy. I mean, I think every song on here is awesome. I, I just I really enjoyed it. It did not um, seem as long as the other album did to me. I think this one went by a lot faster, probably because I enjoyed every song more. Uh, well, also the first song is an instrumental, so that uh, moved you on to the second track very quickly. <laughs> that it does. Move yes, you it does. But I, I, I feel this one was catchier, more dynamic overall, with the yeah. differences between the songs. It was easier to get into. Right. Yeah, I think so too. I think that you can differentiate the songs from one song from another on this album, than, as opposed to the last one. And one thing too, like you just mentioned, did they start every album off with like a slow, weird thing? That doesn't sound no, like the rest of the album? No. no, on the contrary. Usually every song that starts off, every album, with the exception of figure number five, because um, that was a pretty much like streamlined, like like fast track, but not like double blast beats that they would normally open their first album. Like their first albums, like Chain Harm Machine, Predator's Portrait, uh, Natural Born Chaos, it's, it's a sonic blitzkrieg, in my opinion. That's the best way I could explain it. I mean, fast... I don't want to say the word brutal because I feel like that word gets over abused and misused so many times, but you know, fast melodic, 
you know, hard hitting, you know, great shit. And uh, to answer your question, no, that's not normally how they start every <laughs> album with an intro, uh, an instrumental, especially one that makes me wish I had a Mai Tai with a hot goth chick in yeah, Hawaii. Right. <laughs> What's up with that? I know. I'm like, because the other albums start off slow, too. And I'm like, do they do this every time? I mean, it's kind of cool. I like the, the intro to this one, though. It kind of reminded me of something of, um, I don't know if you heard uh, the band, um, shit, what the hell's the name of the band now? Is it Dog Fashion Disco? I think it's Dog Fashion Disco, the adultery album. I haven't, I haven't heard that one. I haven't. Uh, that was a band in college radio that Spitfire Records tried to ask me to play, and I said absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god, they're awesome! Uh, tomato, tomato. We're gonna I do that show. We're, oh fuck you! We're gonna do them on the show. I'll listen to it for the show, absolutely, but I can't promise you that I'll say anything good about it. <laughs> well, they're awesome, man. All right, um, that's fine. They're awesome. I'm telling you. I'm telling hey, you. Right? Look, I. If I had to pick a band from that time that I felt was extremely overlooked, I would have to say it was Boiler Room. And I'm really happy that Rob Cagliano actually made a career for himself with Anthrax and with uh, Volbeat. So good for him. Good for him. Uh, Greg, what do you feel about this album? I mean, you mentioned it a little bit uh, earlier, but. Um, I liked it better. But again, there's only like two, maybe three songs that really stand out to me. It's okay. I don't hate it. It just hmm. doesn't strike me as very interesting, but um, this was easier to listen to, and it's a more enjoyable listen because the songs are more different. Yeah. I wonder how the fans receive this album. I mean, are, are there hardcore soil work fans? I would uh, imagine there are, like there are with any other band. Well, that's, that's, that's true. Question, that, professor. That is, I'm sorry. I should just <laughs> I, I phrased that wrong. <laughs> I mean, I have to be honest. I, I know what you mean. Sorry. <laughs> of the um of of the bands that I know people were fans of in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. With the exception of Lamb of God, no one ever really talks about them anymore, which is kind of a shame. But again, that's probably just my own circle of friends. I don't know what it's like elsewhere but i don't know i, I tried to put a thing out on twitter on uh yeah twitter and i said you know soil work you know what's anybody's thoughts of course nobody answered the fucking question but mm. you know i probably should have tagged them or something and people would have came to it but actually that nobody said anything it was kind of shocking there is one friend of mine that i know was a huge soil work fan along with me back in the day um my buddy Doc Reinhardt, who is a uh, singer songwriter who's also multi-talented instrumentalist um, he was all about um, soil work because of their their drum patterns and like you know mm. he he again like me followed them up until about sworn to a great divide. So, um, I actually had a conversation with him the last time was about a year ago on our way to a gig because at one point we were both in the same cover band mm. and you know to prepare for the show we just put on a soil work playlist and that's all we were listening to on the way there. So, you know, we were just, we started playing soil work in our um, sound check and our drummer was like, what are you doing? Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But nobody else recognized it. So no, it's a shame. But, but I can see like hardcore fans not liking this album. It's, it's very light compared to the other stuff. So what what do you think of this album? Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, I said that the songs on here that I did like, I liked more than 
the, than on the uh, previous one, the mm-hmm. Rise Majestic. But as a whole, I like the, the Rise Majestic better as an album. But I thought the standout mm-hmm. tracks on this were the, uh, the song Arrival, mm-hmm. which to me, that's like, that is a typical soil work opener for me, which mm-hmm. I love that one. Also, uh, Bleeder to Spoiler. Um, they kind of lost me at... Uh, well, Full Moon Shoals was good. Um, That's the one I liked the best. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, to me, I thought the best song on the album was track seven. I'm going to butcher this right now. I apologize in yeah. advance. Stalfoggle. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> and uh, I mean... That's it for me as far as um, like my favorite songs. Um, and again, I think those those songs are better than the album Rise Majestic. But I thought Rise Majestic as a whole is a better album, if that makes any sense. No, not at all. But I, I understand. I I don't understand. But okay. <laughs> I, I I would rather listen to those songs, and that's it. Oh, I just hit my mic. I'd rather listen to those songs, and and, and that's it. But if I, if I had to listen to an album from start to finish. It would be ride, ride, ride majestic of the two. No, I understand what you mean. I don't understand how you arrived at that determination because it makes no sense to me. But I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just here to shake things up, Greg. <laughs> but I, I like some of the songs you mentioned as well. Arrival, awesome opener. Leader to spoiler, great song. The nurturing glance, neither one of you mentioned. What number is it? Number five. I think yeah, I, uh, I, li- I like that one too. That one. Now, and, this is where the album started to lose me. That's why I didn't mention it. Okay. Uh, that one, I don't know, Greg, if you noticed, because I did, or it sounded very similar to me, but it sounded like a Merciful Fate riff from In the Shadows. Right, you okay. probably have to go back and listen. I, I, I had thought time originally. Okay. So at least we were on the same kind of. But... I have to go back and listen in the shadows because you're probably right, but yeah. yeah. At least we're on the same page there, so you heard that too. So see, uh, I actually thought that the riff in the verse kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, El Dorado from Maiden's Final Frontier album. I don't know why, it just it hmm. kind of reminded me of that a little bit. But the cor- I found I found the chorus quite yawn. Oh no, I like every chorus on this fucking oh. album is awesome to me. I don't know. I like everything on this. It was very hard for me to pick favorite songs, but these these are the top favorites. Um When the Universe Spoke. Uh there was one thing about this song. In the the way it, it, it begins with like that guitar melody thing, they have they must have ripped that off of a video game. And I think they ripped it off of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm not sure which Sonic the Hedgehog game, but I swear on on my on my huh. on, on my CD collection, it's a Sonic the Hedgehog game. It's like in a, in a water world or whatever, and it's got that same guitar line in it. And as soon as I heard it, it brought me back to that game. You're talking about uh, track. Uh, when the you talk about when the universe spoke. Uh, that's track six. Spoke. Track six, yeah. I actually, for me, that was very reminiscent of a lot of what was popular at the time that soil work had come out. So I, I'll, I'll give, I'll definitely give that that one some uh, some points. That was. That was a nice little blast from the past for me. Interesting. That was one of the ones I liked the least because it sounded more like something like Shadows Fall. <laughs> I like Shadows Fall too. So. Oh. oh, no, no, no. Oh, 
Well, that's next week's show. Uh, the other oh, song I like. No. No, it's not. Corner Part 1. Real good Swedish progressive stuff. I have to start listening to that. Uh, that that's long that we couldn't really pronounce Stalfagel or whatever. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I think you pronounced it right. Maybe mm-hmm. catchy verse in this one. Uh, I know I've been. I've probably heard something similar to this once before. I mean, this is not anything new going on here, but it's just uh, a lot of crazy uh, catchy melodies in this one. I love the chorus. No, th- this is a really good catchy song, and there's a there's a couple guitar riffs in it, and. Not that they lifted them from a song, don't get me wrong on what I'm saying here, but they sound a lot like something Armored Saint would do, so I actually mm. really enjoyed that track. Yeah, the, the song just sounds very familiar, you know, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Uh, when the, the Wolves Are Back in Town, that one's cool, and uh, well, that's it. The Wolves but, uh... Are Back, the Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Guess but, who just got out today from the basement that's over by the bay. Whatsoever. But uh, like I said, it's hard for me to pick any song off of this because I, I just uh, this is one of my favorite albums um, that I have discovered, and I will dragging that squirrel quark, squirrel carcass across the prairie. The if the crows don't want to know, then forget them. <laughs> and if the wolves want to eat, you better let them. <laughs> uh, the wolves are back in town. All right, so <laughs> we did the Lizzie last week. We did, and, and then uh, I don't know if you ever heard it, but I, did you ever hear the Thin Lizzy song I did on uh, uh, Jim Cornette's podcast show? I, I mean, never heard you? the finished thing. Oh, I never sent you the thing? Yeah, that was me. Uh-uh. Um, no, you sent me it when you were working on it, but never the finished oh, thing. I, I, I honestly thought you forgot about it, and it just never I got did. done. So I just No, I did ask. finish it. <laughs> I don't know where it's at. I got to hear that again. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was how long, how long ago was this? Oh my god, it was months ago. It was probably, I'd say, maybe around Christmas time. Yeah, maybe before it, Christmas time, somewhere around. No, I, I wasn't listening to it around then. Okay, Christmas no, yeah. I was working from home, recover, recuperating from COVID at the time, so I wasn't. No, it was uh, way before that. It was way before that. Okay, but. No, I, I, I'd love to hear it, though. That'd be great. It was terrible. My voice is, is garbage. <laughs> but it was funny. And then it... Uh, says says the man it. who hosts the podcast that we're doing. Yeah, my voice is terrible. Everybody knows that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that album, I don't find any bad songs in there. And uh, it's it's a perfect 10 for me. I know you guys don't feel the same way, but it's, for me, being new to this band, it's, it's awesome. And I, I suggest everybody just go out and at least give it a chance. You know, don't steal it. Don't download it. Pay for it and actually yes. buy it. You know. And, and just uh, because I wasn't a fan of it as much as Wayne, I'd like to tell everyone: please don't let my opinion deter you from giving it a listen. I mean, soil work, in my opinion, out of the bands that came out of the time from uh, Gothenburg, Sweden, in the '90s, early 2000s, I still say they're the best one of that style. So give it a listen, but. Make sure you listen to Natural Born Chaos so you can hear real soil work. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will. I'm going to buy the whole discography. Do they have live albums, too? I'm not going to buy them, but I'm just curious. I can't recall, actually. Right, good. I'm not going to buy them anyway. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, I apologize. I didn't realize they were from Sweden. I thought they were Swiss, like Coroner. I wasn't paying attention at first. 
So I take back what I said earlier. That's all right. I thought corn was from Germany. So all right. No, Switzerland. All right. You don't have to get so offensive about that. Jesus Christ. I my made a mistake. Swollen. I'm trying to say Switzerland without choking on my own spit. Why is your tongue you have swollen? a problem? Because I had a seizure, you jackass. You don't oh. remember me? Did you bite your tongue? This? <laughs> hey, hey, Wayne, into the cold lake with you, okay? <laughs> we can't mention that on the show. He'll never hey, come on. Fine. Into Crips of Rays <laughs> with you. Damn right. Uh, into a Polynesian Sun. Is that the name of that album? I say that right? Apollyon. Apollyon Sun. Under Apollyon Sun, not into. Yes. <laughs> That's close enough. Uh, anything I else? Don't think, I don't think Wayne's a real Celtic Frost fan. I am. I got all the albums up there somewhere. Eh, you never heard my favorite. It is my favorite. I love the play. <laughs> oh, God. I like Celtic Frosted Flakes by SOD. That's a good song. <laughs> yeah. And what what you mentioned before, Lou, uh, before we get off of here about you know not taking your um, what the hell did you say now? Uh, something about your opinion. Um, crap, it was in my head and I lost it. Oh yeah, no, we were uh, having a uh, a powwow on the uh, Facebook Messenger, you know, because we like to talk about the show before we do it. You know, we try to do a lot of as much pre planning as we possibly can. You know, I mean, we're all busy. We all have full time jobs. You know, a couple of us have families and things like that. So, you know, we really get to discuss stuff on on Facebook. But, you know, the the one thing that we just want to remind people, these are only our opinions. Okay, nobody should be offended by somebody's opinions. If someone says something that 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 I disagree with, I'm just going to be like, all right, dude, whatever you do, you, you know, Um, and I'm not going to say the old cliche that opinions are like assholes and things like that, but. The only thing I'm going to say is that just because Wayne or Greg may think something differently from me, so fucking what? I mean, we're all we're bound by respect for each other, love for the genre and music in general, and we can sit down and have a conversation about it. So, you know, all these people that have their friggin' tits up in a in a roar because, you know, they're 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 so offended that you know, someone says something that's contrarian to their beliefs, really, maybe you should question your own beliefs that's and stop projecting true. on other people. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, that's very true. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, I was on a message board, and a guy was complaining because they didn't like all the bands, This, uh, you know, the whole discography of the band, or every single song. I mean, you don't have to like every single song. Uh, you know, even the bands don't like their albums sometimes and, and their songs. So no, James Hatfield hates the song Escape. That's the one song that he regrets ever writing. I love that song, but whatever. So do I. I think it was a good one. Greg hates it. No, I like Escape. That's on Ryan the Lightning. <laughs> That's Greg's favorite last Metallica album. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, there are opinions, you know, and, and you should have your own opinion, and you don't let anybody not let you have that opinion. You know? With one special amendment, Sammy what? Hagar sucks. Doesn't oh my God, yes. Oh, God. And Wayne, we can't disagree with that. We played on the track for Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cue Ralph video. That's right. I should add it to this. Yeah. Right. Maybe I will. Here is a video that we did with uh, me, Lou, and um, what's his name? George. George from Timeless Han. <laughs> George from wow. Timeless Wow. I have a terrible memory. Right a week now. later. <laughs> My fellow Greek brother, Yasutikanis Vile. 
Yeah, we did just have him on here. But yeah, me, Lou, and uh, George, and Ralph Vieira did a Van Halen song, and then Ralph went off on his own and did a Sammy Hagar Sucks version of the Atomic Punk song. Without telling us he was going to do it. <laughs> yeah, he just did it out awesome. of the room. And it, it came out really awesome and funny, and I'm going to add it to the end of this. Actually, I have to tell him to send it to me so I can add it. But uh, yeah, so Sammy Hagar sucks. I like Sammy Hagar. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> 5150 is the best Van Halen album ever and we'll see you next week, goodbye bullshit <laughs> lame, lame, and wrong, it's fair warning thank you Greg that's my favorite album of all time really, good choice thank you, actually my, my three favorites are Fair Warning Diary of a Mad Men and uh, Killers, so those are my three favorite albums of all time those are terrible albums, bye yeah they are, and they all came out the no, same year do you realize not. that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, turn that off.